Greetings and salutations. This is Aisha. And I am so glad to be back with you. You're tuned in to season two, episode six of Hope Speaks. Thank you for joining me. It's been so much that happened this new year. And I have literally been gone for like a month. No, about two months. Because I haven't spoken to you since the end of December. So thank you for waiting. I'm happy to be back. And I'm so excited to get into our new topics and talk about the new stuff I've been working on with poetry. So today I'm going to be reading you some poems from my book, Traces of My Black Lipstick. This is the first book I published, and I published it in 2018. So it's an oldie, but it's a goodie. Um, I'm going to talk to you about how I felt about publishing it and kind of like the things I've learned since then. I'm also going to give you some updates on how I'm feeling about poetry in the world as it is today. Alrighty. So for my first poem, I'm going to be reading you, we're just going to start, the, we're just going to start at the beginning. I'm not going to read all my poems, I definitely want to read you some. The first poem I'm going to be reading is called, I Want to Be Down. I want to be down. My chocolate ray of sun in this chill, desolate earth, God only knows your worth. In my mind's eye, I see you rise at the crack of dawn, stretch with a daze over your glaze and throw something on. I dream of the day that we are united, descendants of slaves returning to their ancestral land on the shores of Mozambique. I see this man, a young Marcus Garvey, determined to make a plan to know something other than oppression and misery, a way out of subjugation, blurgery, and trickery. We traveled to the island of restitution. In this place, our words collided. Rest on me when your soul is weary. I will be the heat to your fire. Resolve my bright vibes and realize life is worth fighting for as long as our dream is alive. Again, the name of that poem is I Want to Be Down. So let me tell you a little bit about this book, Traces of My Black Lipstick. By the way, it's on Amazon. You can find it. Um, it's sold by me, Isha Montgomery. So when I first published this book, just to give you a little insight, I was in a place where I I had a shaky, my, my walk with God was shaky. I was backsliding to be perfectly forthright with you. So when I read this poetry book, Actually, every single one of my poetry books, every single one of my poems is so important to me because you can literally see my progression from being woke and new age into having faith in God and believing. And that's why every one of the poems and books I publish are so important because they're expressive. You can see me going from one level and one stage to another, from one step to the next. You can literally just see like my mind evolving, changing, going through the growth of life. And I think for this book in particular, it's about like, um, it's, it's about 60, 61 pages long. So I'm going to do maybe part one, part two. And if we have time of part three, but I might just do a part one, part two. So we'll see how it goes tonight. I'm going to give you about 20, 30 minutes, and then I'm going to sign off. The next poem I'm going to read for you is called Black Sails. We are black souls taken from the plush land of our ancestors, monsters with sick minds and ill form tethered us like cattle and forced us to live worse than swine. 
whipped us for speaking in our mother tongue and chiseled away at our natural design. We suffered for their gain. And if we became unwell, they toss our bodies off the boat by the chain. Once free men, now slaves, I hear the triangles clashing, the bass bashing, the tambourines shaking, black souls getting liberated. Thank you. Again, that, the, again the name of that poem is Black Souls. <laughs> um, and, and I love the fact that I'm reading some of these poems because, as you know, it is February, so it is uh, Black History Month. With that being said, also, I've gone through a big change. I would say when I first created this book, I think my understanding of, 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 of race relations that goes gone through so many changes since then. Now, I still want e- equality. Right, uh, and 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 equal and proper treating tr- treatment for all oppressed peoples and black people, particularly because of all the things we've been through, continue to go through, and have been going through. With that being said, I used to consider myself pro black uh, back then. Now I consider myself pro pro Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's because, man, let me tell you. My daddy once told me, he said, a man that stands for nothing falls for anything. And that goes for a woman, too. And I think that a lot of times when people aren't ready to address certain things, they will kind of um, only address race. Now, race is a big situation. I think I think it's one of the biggest of our time. But when you look at food insecurity and poverty and... um. And in, in, in kind of situations of class and and, and, and gender and, and all kinds of things, I think it's really multifaceted. You know, being black doesn't mean you're in a situation where you're treated poorly or that you're even poor. And being white doesn't mean you're rich. It doesn't mean you have a better quality of life. I think that sometimes we're just people trying to survive. And that's what I learned over time now. I'm not going to lie. I haven't been through a lot of stuff. I have a lot of crazy stories. I could tell you reading this poetry book, you're going to hear some of those stories. Okay. And some of those stories are mine. Some of those stories are other. And some of those stories are just pure fiction. They do not exist. Okay, baby. Um, they were all art. Okay. <laughs> and you know, once again, I do believe that art in many ways are, uh, our representation of life. With that being said, some of it is just pure imagination. So let's get on to the next poem. Shall we? Yes, we shall. The name of this next poem is Higher Education Blues. Went to the mountaintop. I was surprised by how far I got. Bottle popping to the sky. I'm so fly. 30, stay away from me. Nigga, see the way the skin snapped back? I'm in my late 20s and I ain't ready for all that. Spent seven years in college, so coming back to the hood was anything but easy. How was school, my old friends asked me. Time to break it down now. How do I describe all that I have seen? I was working towards an education that I paid for, but few people were my professors on my team. White students got granted more opportunities because of bias and access to cream. My college town was red and dealt with black people for their green. You are allowed to be here, nigga, but don't make no scene. Return home to nigga, she thinks she too good now. I have been all right, even before I earned two degrees. I had bite. 
I guess people just mad because they shit didn't take flight. I was in college grinding with two jobs. When money was tight, I didn't have a full ride. College loans, grants, and scholarships in my passenger side. Again, that name of that poem is Higher Education Blues. Thank you. <laughs> you know what the crazy thing, man? Back then, I was cussing like 40 going north. It's in my poetry. It's in many of my words. I was cutting up. I was cutting up back then. Excuse my language, you know. Had to put that on there. You know what I'm saying? Um, so you can just kind of see where my mind frame was. I ain't going to sit up here and tell y'all I don't still be cussing a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Now I'd be repenting right after because I slipped up and uh, let some foul things fall out of my mouth. But, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> All right. So I just had to let y'all, I just had to say that before I went out to the next poem. And by the way, I'm picking which poems I want to read to y'all out here. So I'm not reading the whole book through, but I'm, I'm going to run through some of them. So I'm probably give y'all a solid like five more. The next poem is Poverty. Sex and love. When the bills start to pile, folks start to wonder, what can you do for me? If you don't contribute to my elevation from poverty, the nigga, who are you to me? But a wait, and no, I won't wait for you to get together. The man bellows. I apply for over 50 jobs, but none, and I mean none, call back. He sobs. My lady used to make love to me on a mattress with no frame. And everywhere I went, she came. Now she played a blame game and she cries like I never tried to do a thing. It's like I live for the sake of pleasing you. A black man praying for miracles that have yet to come through. I thought I could renew us. I labored to build a new us based on God and trust. But America has no love for us. Thank you. Again, the name of that poem is Poverty, Sex, and Love. like that poem you know what I'm saying because I felt like man whew, I just feel it I feel it I feel that hot that hot feeling of indignation the crazy thing is I was talking about stuff I had never even experienced in the slightest when I um, wrote that poem I actually ended up experiencing that years later you know what I'm saying uh, and um hmm well let's not get into that you know what I'm saying but uh yeah Yes. <laughs> so, I'm going to the next poem. I'm just going to run these through for y'all. I really want y'all to get a feel for the book. I really want y'all to feel the book. I want you to know that life is bigger than what it looks. So, if you feel me, I hope you get hooked. Let's go on to the next poem. The name of the next poem is American Nightmare. Poverty and tears brought me here. Bloodshot eyes and nightmares brought me here. Inequality and a dream deferred brought me here. Hopes again free like birds brought me here. Not giving in to fear brought me here. Struggling to survive for years brought me here. The sweat from my people's brow built the foundation of this great society. Waking up in a cold sweat brought on by stress and anxiety. I can't let my situation break me. The troubles of my forefathers paved the way for me. I am the author of my future and the architect of, architect of my identity. Again, the name of that poem is American Nightmare. Thank you. You're a hard hat at word, architect, Hammy. I said, architect. Architect architect um 
No, but seriously, though. My goodness. I hope y'all been having a wonderful year so far, a wonderful start to the year. You know what I'm saying? I know we're two months in, but a sister been gone for two months, so I just hope everything's going well for you. Um, Lately, I've been, I've been on my grind time. I've been focused on just looking, just, just looking at how I want to really move in the future, you know? I want things to be different than they were last year. So I'm just very mindful about how I'm moving now. I think last year I had too much time that could have been utilized that I let fall to the side and just slip off. So right now, I'm trying to make moves so things will be better than they was before. Trying to be a little more like understanding too. Because I think sometimes I'm too tough on myself. I think I'm too rough on myself. I'm t- I think I'm too grr. I need to more, be more like, okay, it's okay, girl. Bounce back. You got this. God is good. I need to be way more chill. Way more chill. And not chill, chill. Like, I'm not handling my business, but, like, not so hard on myself. Because I think sometimes I can be my toughest critic in the whole wide world, which is understandable, but too much to comprehend when you're stressed out. So, all righty. The next poem I'm going to read for you, and I'm going to read it slow. So I want us all to, I'm going to read the next two poems real slow because sometimes I get to talking, I be get to talking, and I say it too quick. I move too fast. Let's, let's get all the juice from this. Let's drain all the juice out. Okay. The next poem I'm going to read is Say It Ain't So. See, I got a problem. I'm in love with the South Side, but I don't know if it's in love with me. I ain't been living here very long. But we got history. My granny used to dance down these streets. Lindy hopping the fresh beats. But after getting all these speeding tickets and being misused, dealing with people trying me and workplace issues, I don't know if the city loving me like it's supposed to, but the lack. There were times when I wanted food, but the convenience stores was all I had access to till I moved. But it shouldn't have taken all that. It's hard to survive in a place when the infrastructure is out of whack. Tons of banks in the city, but only one owned by someone black. What are we going to do to counteract that? We have to buy black, take back our neighborhoods, and bring unity back. Thank you. Again, the name of that poem is Say It Ain't So. And I apologize because I'm not going to lie. I straight up accidentally smacked the mic. And, and on top of me smacking the bike, uh, <laughs> my phone went off. By the way, I, I want to speak to y'all on some real personal stuff right now. I don't like my phone notifications because no matter what I do, they keep on sounding off. Um, it's super uber frustrating because my, my phone notifications go off and then I feel like I'm, you know, not in control when my phone makes noises because I turned them off. I've turned these phone notifications off at least six, seven times and they keep on coming back. It's like if I restart the phone or something or restart it a couple times, I almost feel like it's just coming back on its own and I'm going to change phone companies. No, actually, I'm going to change my cell phone, like the actual cell phone, like who, who I bought it through. So it should go better. It should be going better in the future. I just want to let you know, if you heard me smack the mic... <laughs> After you heard that notification from my phone, just know that it threw me off. <laughs>
All right, let's move on to the next poem. The next poem is called Gentrification Nation. Move us out. Tell us that our children born and raised here don't have the right to stay. Build luxury condos so we can't afford to pay. Clean up the garbage that once covered the streets where we stay. The things that our tax dollars should have covered before you came. Invoke law enforcement to harass us so we don't feel safe in broad day. Tear down the scope of our hopes. Telling us that you're bringing in better things. These pickaboo neighbors buy up the property we wanted to own. Then tell us to ignore the wage gap. It's our fault and ours alone. These new neighbors don't care about our history. They moved in and act like our presence here is a mystery. They claim we're disturbing the peace as they file complaints, create homeowners association and pull their rank. We don't want those people living here on section eight, but one day you will answer for your wrongdoing at Hell's Gate. Again, the name of that poem is Gentrification Nation. Yeah, I was, I was low key going hard <laughs> back then. Oh, but let me tell you something though right quick, right? OMG. So back then I was living in Chicago, whatever. Um I was living right next to Inglewood, actually, on the south side. And I was like, whoo, I was going through it, boy. I just graduated from college. I was um trying to navigate the city alone. Not really from the city. I'm from the burbs, you know what I'm saying? I just moved out there from college and I just wanted you know, I just wanted to make it in the city and I got knocked all upside my head. <laughs> so it was a very interesting time. You know what I'm saying? I think I was way too harsh at the end of that phone with Hell's Gate. But you know, that's that's what I was feeling back then. So I can't um just push off or push to the side or negligate what I felt during that time. You know what I'm saying? Or not negligate, um, kind of brush off what I felt during that time. Cause I probably I probably felt that way for real, for real during that time or whatever. Um <laughs> What's interesting about this book, though, Tracing My Black Lipstick, I love the content of the book, um, how, how raw my feelings were, how raw my emotions was, how I was just, like, straight off the cuff with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't scared of nobody, what they thought. I was going to say whatever I had to say and get it done. At the same time, <laughs> I think I was new, not to poetry writing, because I've been writing poetry since I was six years old. I was new to to figuring out how to go about um, structuring it in a way where it looked the way I um, I desired it to look in a book. I think I was just kind of making everything look neat when I should have been structuring the book and editing the book according to um, just how the poem flowed. Now, it's still, it's still a great book, but you can see the journey in each book. And I think that's what's beautiful is each book you can see my journey as a writer. So let's go on to the next poem. I'm going to do another poem on the city. <laughs> oh gosh. I'm sorry. That's not even funny. I don't know why I'd be laughing at my own jokes. Okay. That wasn't even a joke. It's just the way I said it. So um, I'm going to do the next poem on the city. We're, we're coming to a close. I want to let you know. I'm only going to read y'all 
one more poem after this, and then I might read y'all one thing off my blog, then we're going to come bring it to a close. The name of this next poem is Hard Water in the City. Living with a penthouse view don't mean 360 degrees of issues don't climb to you. I've seen rich men turn poor too. These streets done seem more blood than unflow. There is a future for people like me in a place filled to the brim with every kind of sin. With stereotypes outliving them, if hood was a pool, would you jump in? I mean, it's not as complicated as I make it seem. To all those living in the loop, life is but a dream. But I'm writing for the folks living in between the daily grind while chasing the American dream. Fighting to join something together that fell apart. Shattered dreams that never became whole. Dried up like raisins in the sun that never became old. I give props to the ones that never folded. Finding new ways to make a living. You're out here in the world working with the pieces that you were given. Looking for a hot brandy caked embrace. But this is a cold and murky place. This is a black lagoon with water that's laced. So when you get thirsty, don't go in for a taste. Again, the name of this poem is Hard Water in the City. And, um, yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, mm, I remember during this time, whatever, not even during this time. I'll run you back like a like less than a year after I published this book. The apartment I was living in, we didn't have hot water for like off and on for like two months. It was about two months. And it was so hor horrible because like it was like the dead of winter and my whole body like was freezing in that cold water. It's like no wonder I didn't catch pneumonia, get really sick. And during that time, had I had the money to move out, I would have. But I didn't. And I didn't have the money to move out till probably like a solid, maybe another six months after that. And living there was just, it was almost unbearable sometimes. You know what I'm saying? So when I talk about hard water in the city and, you know, a lagoon don't jump in, man, there was times when I felt like, I was like, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> it's like in that, that year, I remember it dropped to like, um that's when we had that polar vortex. And it was like cold. I forget how cold it was, but it was so cold. My car wouldn't start. The street was froze. You dang near couldn't drive. Like it was really, it was crazy dangerous. It was like far below 20 degrees. Might have been like 30 below. I think it might have been about 30. It was so bad. And I remember thinking, like, dang, it this cold and we ain't even got no hot water. So you can't even warm up in the shower. Like it was bad. It was bad. I felt like I was suffering. Like, <laughs> I was like, this is what I'm doing for the dream. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> help me, help me. It was bad. It was bad. And I didn't have a relationship with Jesus that I, that I have now. I just, I, I was, oof, I was going through something. It was something serious. Um, I was going through something really serious during that time. But um, I'm going to read you the last poem of this book before I close it out with a poem from my blog. Alrighty. And I really, really hope you enjoy this poem. Because this is the end of part one of 
Traces of My Black Lipstick, the book, which is on Amazon. Um, it's on some other, um, it's in some other spots too. I'm going to actually post a link to it in the description for this podcast episode. So if you want to check it out, you had the option to or buy it or whatever. So the name of this poem is No Breakfast. He may not want me in the morning. Knowing me, I won't care. Move on to the next. That's how it goes with premature sex. Hours later. It was little talking, just bed rocking, and I'm not stalking. If the sex just decent to me, if you don't smell bacon and eggs in the morning, you ain't the one for me. I need so good that I, I become a housewife instantly. Thank you. Again, the name of that is No Breakfast. <laughs> oh, it makes me blush reading all this, reading this little freaky stuff I put in this book back then. <laughs> <laughs> At, at this point, I'm such a I'm just such a Fiji person when I talk for the most. Okay, I'm not, but I try to. Well, not like I don't be talking crazy like when it comes like, you know, doing the deed and stuff like that. But you know, like other stuff, <laughs> like you know, like like stuff, but not like you know. I be you know, I'm opinionated still, but you know, I don't be talking about doing the deed and stuff no more. Well, not for real, for real. You know, what I'm saying? not like on the mic or. You know, I kind of like in a, um, uh, what's the word? Introspective way, you know, with, of course, not like, you know, like on my blog, on my website, on my pod, none of that. <laughs> none of that. <laughs> Alrighty, so I'm going to redo a PG-13. I'm just kidding. There's a PG um, talk about love, right? Um, a poem from my blog, 300trybywater.com. And I'll also put the link to this in the description in case you want to check this um, blog and my poem out. So the name of this poem is Long Ago Love. Long, long ago, love lived here. It thrived in the hope of fresh dreams. It grew in the depths of dewdrops, moving with the wind, clinging to the back of swift horses, waiting for a moment that expands beyond the reach of today. Love that gave meaning to the breath of a new day. Feelings that create more feelings that are bound to stay. Attaching itself to open hands and steady hearts. Eager to be filled with something more than disappointing fantasies that fall flat like soda. Left open two days too long. The taste no longer satisfies the palate. Looking for a sensation that is long gone. Thank you. Again, the name of that poem is Long ago, love. Should I give y'all another point? Maybe I should. Let me hit y'all with a little something, something. If I got something, let me see what I got. Well, I always got stuff, but you know, sometimes I don't. I don't like to share stuff unless I feel comfortable with sharing, or unless it's done. Because I don't like to share stuff I'm working on, and I always got that work, work. <laughs> let me get my life together. Let me get my life together. Okay. So the name of this poem is Lack of Trying. And this is long and it really expresses me. Okay, and this is also from my blog, 300trybywater.com. And that's 300-T-R-I-E-D-B-Y-W-A-T-E-R.com. And the name of this poem is Lack of Trying. 
On gray days when the sun can't seem to reach me, I get sad from a lack of trying, then denying and whining. As I hear the call of my ambitions echoing through the distance, my pride responds back. I'm tired. I can't do that. It's too hard. It'll never work. If I try, I will fall. If I skin my knee, it will hurt. I got to put me first. Even if I wrap myself up in a blanket of self-pity that fails to break my fall, I done been up and down in my life. And this here ain't living at all. I'm wound too tight. If a line has too much tension, the fish won't bite. But if I go to the bank, too afraid of the overcast, my spirit will die. My pride responds back. I'm tired. I can't do that. It's too hard. It'll never work. If I try, I will fall. If I skin my knee, it will hurt. Because I won't deal with the inside, running from the inside on the things that make me hide, encouraging me to crumble instead of fight, giving me a reason to cling to an embrace of an empty life, empowering me to ignore the determine of the day. But this is my season. The pink velvety roses takes in shimmering sunshine. Waiting to be pollinated by traveling bees, sporting buzzes and patience to touch the dream. As roots take in warm water that fell when the sun was covered by gray clouds. And again, the name of that poem is Lack of Chine. Thank you. Bye.